1: Hello and welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex, associate editor and film writer at Deadline.com. On today's episode, we're talking to actress Mackenzie Lansing, who currently stars as Coral, District 4 tribute in the latest Hunger Games' Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes film. The film takes place years before Coralina Snow, who's played by Tom Blythe, became the tyrannical president of Panem. The 18-year-old is the last hope of his fading lineage, a once-proud family that has fallen from grace in a post-war capital. With the 10th annual Hunger Games fast approaching, the young Snow is alarmed when he is assigned to mentor Lucy Baird, played by Rachel Zegler, the girl tribute from the impoverished District 12, the same district that gave birth to the legendary Katniss Everdeen uh, in this universe. The film also stars Hunter Sch- Hunter Schaefer, who plays Tigress, which if you've watched all the Hunger Games films so far, you'll know Tigress plays a big role in The Mockingjay. Lansing is a French-American actress and writer based in New York and L.A. She grew up in France and the Democratic Republic of Congo before moving to the U.S. to pursue acting. She started her career in television. She started in shows like Red Oaks, Tell Me a Story, and the deuce and she gained notoriety for her role as Brianna on the award-winning show Mayor of Easttown which stars Kate Winslet now Lansing has been uh in three films two that have already released and one set to release later she was in The Creator which was directed by Gareth Edwards and she starred alongside John David Washington and of course, she's in The Hunger Games Ballad of the Songbirds and Snakes. And she's in another film called Allswell in New York that stars Elizabeth Rodriguez and Bobby Cannavale. When I first met Lansing, she was working on Mayor of East Town. And I've gotten an opportunity to watch her continue to build a strong body of work for herself. She's one of the hardest working people I know in Hollywood. And today we're going to be talking about her career and we're going to be talking about the things that she went through during the SAG strike and what the audition was like for The Hunger Games at home. If you've seen The Hunger Games, you know it's an extremely physical role. So I'm just, we talk about what that was like in doing that from home. And with that said, let's get into the discussion.
0: Imagine it was your name that they called here. I just want to know that somebody still cared about me. I was still a value welcome to the capital you look like you shouldn't be here i shouldn't but i'm your mentor a rebel
1: i am going to get you out of here you want to protect people (laughs) and it's essential to accept what human beings are thank you mackenzie landing for coming onto the scene scene podcast I've been trying to get you on here for a little bit but I think you know some things just come together when they're mental and I think this is the perfect time to have you on board. So what's up how you doing?
0: I'm good I'm good I'm excited to be here after you know post-strike and all that. It's um like I know
1: during Pride we talked about like the strike and you talked about wanting to be able to promote for um the Hunger Games, uh, the Ballad of Songs Son- and Snakes. That was like your big thing. Um, uh, and then you went to the premiere in London. So can you talk about how that was?
0: Um, I mean, that was pretty incredible because I hadn't seen a lot of those people in months, you know, and we spent such an important time together on set it was it was pretty incredible most people had seen the movie in like screenings and stuff and this was actually my first time seeing it um so that was pretty wild um do you not like to watch yourself do i not like to watch myself um no i think i'm used to it now i don't care that much okay okay I think it like it's 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 weird, and I never get over the fact that it's weird. But I try not to like beat myself up because it is what it is, you know. Once the movie goes to editing, it's out of my hands. Right. And so, how did this?
1: I'm curious to you know how did how did a role like this come across your desk? Where they were like, "Look, we're looking for somebody for the new Hunger Games movie. You should go audition." And like, mm-hmm. what is that audition process like? Do you have to like run around with a pitchfork or something like that? Like
0: um so what's interesting is I actually didn't know what I was auditioning for because I have kind of this like rule around auditioning where I try not to look what it's for because my my point of view is like my like how how hard I work on it should be the same if I'm agreeing to to audition for you it should be the same no matter what it's for and unless I really don't understand the tone I I try not to get bogged down in like what it is. And also this had the project had a code name, right? So I had no idea what I was reading for. Um and then when I booked it, my manager called me and he was like, you booked it. And I was like, oh, that's cool. I booked this movie with and then he was like, Aren't you excited? You're gonna be in Hunger Games. And I was like, say what now? Oh shit. Oh (laughs) I I had no idea. (laughs) Um you know the code name of the project was Butterfly. Um so I thought I was auditioning for a movie called Butterfly. And yeah, in the audition, it was a lot of like, um, moving around, like not as much talking. So I had to figure out how to, you know, do that in my bedroom over Zoom and make it translate properly to the screen. mm mm-hmm. um, Yeah.
1: Wow, that's crazy where you're just like, not sure what you're walking into and then you're walking into the Hunger Games. That's crazy.
0: Yeah. Um, it it was really weird
1: (laughs) did you did they like fly you guys around and like you have like not only just like um voice like rehearsals but like physical rehearsals in the space as well
0: yeah so we actually got to germany uh me and the other tributes uh like a month before we actually started shooting and we would do fight training stunt training every day like nine to five for like three to four weeks um, in preparation for you know the big you know battle scene
1: wow all right like what was it what does it feel like to like walk into that space like those kinds of sets like I feel like the Hunger Games has always been elaborate with costumes and sets and stuff and having these like sort of sprawling atmospheres what was that like
0: yeah, it was, um, it's definitely the biggest scale project I've ever done. And there's so much thought and meticulousness put into every single detail of the costumes and the sets. And so there were times where, you know, for instance, at one point we shot with a drone. So, you know, when that happens, it's like, there's no crew on set. It, wow. You feel you're actually in it. And moments like that were really surreal as an actor. Cause you know, half the time you're shooting a scene and you have like a boom inches from your face or a bounce board next to you, you know, but like moments like that where there was just nothing to take you out of it was really crazy.
1: Interesting. I, I've never, I didn't even think about it that way where it where drones would make it so that there's no, like there's no cameras or anything. You're just playing around in the space with these things that are kind of just flying around you. Um, and So speaking of which, what was it like to work with Francis Lawrence? He He's really had an interesting trajectory where he's come from music videos um, and then he's done um, several films and has gone on to direct the billion dollar franchise. What was that like?
0: I think he is very good at balancing all these del- different elements that I've seen in different directors but like brought into one person you know organization has a vision but is also flexible and interested in ideas and gets excited like a little kid on set if there's like if you bring in a new idea and it's good um all of those things I think make a really good leader that and he works with the same people over and over again so when you walk onto uh you know set you're entering a family. And with that, there's this sense like that you're welcome, but also of responsibility because you're you're walking into something that's already been created where there's already these bonds. Um, so yeah, he's a really incredible director and just like very nurturing and specific and good at adjusting how he talks to each actor, I think based on them and how he thinks he's gonna get the best thing out of them.
1: Mm. And so how do you, um, you've been in so many different things. Mayor um, of Easttown and some of the other things that you've done have really differed. How do you jump in and out of these personas? Um, is that, I know some people go the method route and they're like stuck with these characters and I'm sure that's probably not your beat, but you know, how do you get in and out of all these different types of characters that you juggle?
0: Um, I think that it's like two parts one part work one part intuition like you do all the work so that when you're on set you can kind of follow your intuition Um, but it does take a lot of of like homework and research because you have to buy whatever circumstance you're in you know whether I'm like a bully on Mare of Town* or uh, like a you know a biohazard digger on the creator like I just was or, you know, uh, a tribute from District Four in The Hunger Games, you, the more separate from reality your circumstances are, the more work you want to do so that you relate to it as if it was your reality.
1: And uh, yeah, let's, you know, let's talk about the creator. Cause I did see it. I did like it. I've talked to John David Washington about it. And he's, he is, a huge fan of it I think the director did a lot with so little not so little because a 100 million dollar budget is not little but compared to like you know blockbusters work today and everything being 200 million dollars or more he really did a lot with it and um you know as soon as the film comes on your character is is there getting scared of like this AI thing coming to life what was it What was the experience like with that and sort of working with John David Washington, even if, you know, even if the scene is like five minutes long, he's such a cool guy.
0: So, yeah, I originally had like two more scenes, but they were cut from the movie, which I figured was going to happen because it's so, you know, there were so many other more important uh, moments in the story that needed to be kept. But so I spent more than just like a day on set with him. I spent like, you know, a few weeks out there. And um, John David is probably one of the, nicest people in hollywood i've ever met he's also just very humble and dedicated Mm -hmm. to his craft and those are really pleasant things to be around and he's so interested in learning in any uh, learning about anyone but also um so willing to like give help and advice um but yeah that that set was was wild you know the suit that they had me in it had like, like six layers and it was like a it was and it's a real like biohazard or it's not real doesn't work but you know what I mean it's made as if it was real so mm-hmm. to stand up three people put me to feet um it was extremely heavy we were working in like 90 degree weather all this being said it was one of the best experiences of my entire life and those kind of like physical challenges I think just added to you know the intensity of the scene when the you know robot comes to life or whatever
1: right right and is there any um, because you've done different genres, too. Is there any genre that you're thinking about? Wow, I want to explore sort of this genre.
0: You know, I feel like I just sort of float around and every time I kind of, I'm like, oh, this would be nice. It seems to happen, you know, round Mare Town. I was like, I really want to work with Kate Winslet someday. And you know, that happened. And then I, I do love sci-fi and then I booked the creator and then I was like, it'd be cool to be in something with a lot of action. And then I booked Hunger Games. So I'm not really sure what I want to do next, but I will say that Hunger Games pushed me to realize that i am capable of way more physically than i thought i was Mm -hmm. and so part of me is really excited about that possibility about doing work with with more stunts because i've done a lot of you know um very serious dramatic work and i love that but i think i'd like something you know that combines a bit of both like a very dead storyline like the hunger games the songbird uh the ballad of of songbirds and snake but also maybe that has a you know that is action-packed
1: Like, I know we're talking about like, you know, films and stuff, but what made you want to be an actress to begin with? Like, you know, you grew up in France and, you know, how does one say one day, you know, I think this is what I'm going to pursue. And then also like work to pursue it because we can say a lot of different things, but that doesn't make it so, you know what
0: I mean? Um, a lot of delusion. No, I mean, (laughs) And hard work. But like, I think that I'm not really sure. Sometimes I look back on it and I'm like, what a insane thing to do to be like sitting in a small town in France and be like, you know what I'm going to do one day? Like with nobody in the industry, no connections whatsoever. <laughs> just be like, I'm going to make this happen. Um, I'm not really sure why I became an actor. I think that I, I mean, I've said this before, but I like to think that I don't think anybody comes to acting for the right reasons because I don't think when you start out that you actually know what it is, Mm -hmm. you know, you're always coming to, and this is true for a lot of other things that aren't just acting, you know, you, maybe you want to, you want the popular girl to notice you or, or maybe you're shy and it's a way for you to speak up or, or maybe you just needed something to do on a Wednesday afternoon. You know, I don't know, but I, I don't think a lot of people get into acting for the right reasons, but you end up staying in it. I don't know, because I think it's the opportunity to live so many lives in one life, you know? I, that's what gets me about it anyway, is to leave every role feeling like I'm a little bit more expanded.
1: Mm-hmm. And how, and you've, you know, you've definitely sort of built your career from the ground up. And how does one, because I always figured like we're acting, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like there has to be some kind of mental illness going on not like for everybody but (laughs) when you talk about like delusion there is really something there that ex that is like made up that you make up in your head to continue to be determined um and to keep up with the sort of craft and how do you keep you know how do you keep sharp how does how do you keep your your talents like as you know as as sharp sharp is like the best word that i can think of because when you're ready to go into a role it's like you know either you got it or you don't and i and i think you do teach class acting yeah i do that's
0: why if i ever sound a little preachy no (laughs) no no no. not at all i'm also an an audition coach yeah i think that um i had a lot of really great mentors Shirley shalit Stephen adley Gergis. um And, you know, uh, Charlie Sandlin and a lot of people who really taught me that like. As much as you need to stay healthy and protect yourself, like if you really love this, it should consume you. And that Mm. means sacrifice and that means showing up for it like any other artist does for any other practice, like a pianist will play piano every day. So I even when I was like working multiple day jobs, I would set a time on Wednesday was my day off and I'd tell people that I couldn't work. And on Wednesday I would set up like my, you know, I would set up in my room and I would work on a monologue and I'd be like, this is my audition time. And if I didn't get an audition, I would find an audition to practice. Wow. Cause in my mind, it was like, if I'm doing this cause I love it, I shouldn't need someone to tell me to give me permission to do it. Mm-hmm. So I did that every single week. And also in a way to manifest. Cause it's like, if I hold Wednesdays open because I'm going, okay, I'm gonna have an audition this day. In the long run, I ended up having auditions most Wednesdays, which was weird, Uh, (laughs) eventually. But it started out with me just like sitting with a monologue in my bedroom, Um, yeah.
1: And speaking of which, how did the, with someone like yourself who's, you know, sort of, sort of in tune with your craft, how did the strike sort of affect your sort of momentum um, and your movement, so to speak?
0: Uh, I'm going to be really honest. The strike was, and, and look, I didn't, you know, this is not even to mention how hard it's been on everyone who's in crew. Like people have it way worse than me, but I I will say that that's, this is, it was one of the darker parts because I, but it was challenging in a good way because it got me back to the Wednesday afternoon thing. Cause there was a lot of me being, you know, sad about not being able to work and, you know, I actually really enjoyed the business of acting. So not, being, not even being able to wheel and deal, you know, like make plans to meet up with people and stuff and talk about business stuff like that made me really sad. But I kind of had to check myself and and go back to like the basics and be like, well, you know, if you love it, then you do it. And it doesn't matter that you can't do it in front of an audience right now. You keep up anyway. But it was super challenging. I think more so than the pandemic even was for me
1: that's really interesting yeah because the pandemic wasn't the pandemic sort of changed how people did things it changed the way auditions worked and um it changed on set dynamics but the strike is just like nothing ain't shit going on nothing's happening
0: Yeah. yeah 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 like the pandemic you could still like write and do things and like, I think I did a Zoom reading during the pandemic and I wrote a play and like, I, you know, you could still, you were allowed to do things. It was more difficult to do things, but you could find a way if you really wanted to, but this literally not being allowed to, um, that made it hard, but I did a couple uh, readings. My friend, um, Jan Rosenberg, uh, they're an amazing playwright and I got to do one of their plays and that I think revived me enough to get me to the end of the strike.
1: Oh, okay, so then that, you know, it's good that you found an outlet, a way to sort of get you through it because I know a lot of people were yeah. struggling and some of the stories I was hearing were crazy. Like- um, Like what? People, I wrote an article uh, a while ago and it was just people just not being paid. Really just people going years without receiving the residuals they were owed. Um, oh yeah. And I mean, I continue to link to that It's just, you know, or, you know, things not being as transparent as they should be. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, a lot of people get into this industry and they don't know how things work and they don't find out until they're not getting paid until, you know, yeah. they find out how things work. And so it was just really sort of difficult or, you know, finding out about ai stuff and that was the other question i was going to ask you is you know with all the talk about ai and the things going on like today they just announced edith piaf they have a new movie coming out where they're using her voice and likeness via ai oh my god um, For a 90 minute film and um you know that's something that's an issue of contention in in the scheme of things especially with post strike so how do you feel about that let me see if I could send you this yeah. article.
0: I definitely think that that was like the more important part of the strike. And I'm, you know, I'm still curious to see, uh, I wasn't able to make it to like the town hall Zoom meeting that was held uh, with SAG, but I'm gonna like review the points before I vote. Um, Cause I do think that the AI component of this is probably the most important thing that we're fighting for. Um, mm. And it does scare me, not because I'm opposed to AI altogether, but just like, you know, like, we. Like, I don't know, would Edith Piaf have consented to, you know, if she was still alive? Like, it's just, yeah.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna send you, um, I'm gonna email you this article so you can see it. It's like, no joke. It's like, yeah, they're making a whole new biopic where AI will recreate her voice and image. I can't imagine, I would be horrified, you know, as someone who's, you know, if I had another life and I could just see a mirror image of people just creating this computer image of what they think I might be, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah. And also just the way it affects your choices as an actor, you know, like, yeah. I just hope that there's a lot of protection around it. You know, I'm not against using it altogether. I just hope that there's, it's used with caution and with consent.
1: That's extremely important because without that, what kind of industry, you know, remains when you have, you know, studios having that kind of power. So um, so what was, going back to um, the Hunger Games, what was it like working with uh, Rachel Ziegler? And you, there's a lot of powerful people in this cast. I met Hunter Schaefer last night, who seems like a very sweet, lady she's extremely tall like I'm only (laughs) five yeah
0: she's very tall
1: she's so nice um what was it like to work with all these people and I'm assuming you must have been uh close with the other tributes because you guys were together all the time and and sort of filming and stuff like that
0: yeah um the tributes we were really close like I think that even you know Francis and some of the other people on set uh were like they were just astonished by, by how tight we all got. But because of that month that we had before filming that we spent together, it just brought us really close together. And, you know, for, uh, for me, like I wasn't able to, you know, go back to the U S so I stayed there for the full five months. So, you know, which was really cool actually, you know, it was kind of like being at sleepaway camp, (laughs) like all in the same hotel and everything. Um, so we formed really tight bonds and Rachel joined us like shortly after she finished snow white. Um, And, you know, it was at first, I think everybody was nervous because we'd been already working on like some of the fight choreography for a month and we hadn't met her yet. And like, she was just so absolutely lovely and really got to know everybody in a personal way. Um, Her and I became very tight. I think Rachel is an incredible person. Um, And yeah, I don't really, yeah, Josh Rivera, also such a nice guy, such a talent. Um, Tom too. And yeah, Hunter is just like the nicest person. <laughs> she's so funny too. I really
1: like Rachel Zegler, the work that she's chosen and how she really stands on principle. Like I yep. really, she, at you know, at the fan event last night, she really talked about, um, you know, some differences between her character and Katniss Everdeen and just, you know, women sort of doing their thing. And I just thought that that was so admirable, especially when people don't want to hear women's opinions these days. Yeah.
0: She's an incredibly strong person. And, uh, yeah, I stand Rachel's for sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So what do you got, what are you working on that's coming up? Can you let me know any projects that you have in the works right now that people could be on the lookout for?
0: Oh yeah. I was about to say not much because the strike, but that's not true. Um, yeah. So I just, the creator, I think just left theaters, but I have, I'm in a movie called, um, one of the leads in a movie called All's Well in New York which should be having a theatrical release soon. It has uh, Liza colon from The Bear mm-hmm. uh, who I've been for a very long time, actually. Uh, Elizabeth Rodriguez, who's been in everything, you know, but m- probably most famous for Orange is the New Black. Um, and this wow. is kind of her baby. She... She uh, co-wrote it with Ben Snyder. Um, it also has Bobby Cannavale in it, Max Casella, Michael Rospoli. So a whole bunch of actors who've been friends for a very long time and know each other through labyrinth theater. And um I was lucky enough to uh, come along board with all these really talented people. And it's kind of different from the all the other stuff. It's interesting what you were talking about earlier, Val, like the different roles. this is this is different, too. <laughs> I play like, a, I don't want to spoil anything, but yeah, I play like a, a pregnant 20 uh, something. That's in the trailer. So I'm not spoiling any of that. you pregnant, oh
1: pregnant in this movie?
0: I am pregnant in this movie. Are you pregnant? Oh my God.
1: This is really going to be something you really, you know, I think when I look back at some of the things you've been a part of, I think you choose really smart roles. I think, you know, your strengths and, and you really play up to those.
0: I'm I'm a big fan. Thank you. Um, I'd like to take credit for it, but I think I've just, in terms of how eclectic the projects have been in, have been, and how well most of them have done, I think I've just been incredibly lucky. I'd like to say that I turned down 20 roles and handpicked them, but that would be like,
1: yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah,
0: I've been very thank fortunate.
1: Thank you so, so much, Mackenzie, for, for coming on the Scene to Scene podcast and just bearing with me and all my questions that i had because like i just saw the hunger games last night so it's so fresh in my mind um you know that i had like all of these like crazy questions i was a big fan of the books um before you know this little 30 oh, nice. something walking around with hunger games t-shirt on. <laughs>
0: that's amazing it was, it's
1: quite fun but thank you so much for for chatting with me and You know, I wish you the best in your career and looking forward to hearing more about other projects you got going on.
0: Absolutely. I can't wait to be back.
1: All right. Take care.